Hello and welcome to a Tech and Tonic special. Uh, today we actually have Eric Kwa from Red Hat. Uh, Eric Kwa is uh, managing Red Hat for Malaysia actually. And if you don't know what Red Hat is, um, while I know what Red Hat is, I think it's better for Eric Kwa to introduce himself and also what Red Hat actually is in simple words. Lah. So Eric Kwa. Hello, Eric Kwa. Hey, hi. Hi, Darwin. Um, hi. It's good to have myself here and and hope all is safe and sound at your side mm -hmm. yes this is a quite an interesting time um but before we start uh, just let allow me to explain who and what red hat is yeah. right so um red hat is an organization um that helps to bring open source software into enterprises mm -hmm. um as in a nutshell you know the top 500 companies um, are using uh, open source software, which is provided by Red Hat. In mm -hmm. Malaysia, most of the bankings, a lot of the telcos and governments um, have deployed uh, Red Hat enterprise software to help in the, uh, you, know, you know, either in their infrastructure or even as their digital transformation is concerned. Mm -hmm. So, in the last statement, it's we bring open source innovation right. into enterprises. Okay. So what do you mean when you, when you talk about open source? Because it's been a term that everybody has been, you know, throwing around. Everybody has been talking about, oh yeah, open source, you know, is open source is the way to go and things like that. But what do you mean, you know, when it comes to open source? Well, now in the good old days, right, when we talk about um, software development, mm -hmm. uh, you know, big company will invest in their R&D, getting software engineer to create new software capabilities for enterprises, yep. right? Um, but uh, Linux Trouble changed the whole concept of this, right? What happened um, many years back when he decided to, to use the community uh, to help to create a really community-based um, operating system. Mm -hmm. and the whole idea is, to allow enterprises to run their IT infrastructure on any hardware without any lockdown. So right. using the communities that, uh, 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 the power of community uh, came the invention of Linux. So right. it, is, uh, it is a concept where community people put in some idea to make um, a certain product or certain software. And that refers mm. to uh, Linux. Now, the whole of your concept, which I just mentioned, is being referred to open source, which right. no one will own the um, intellectual property. The innovation happens where everyone will contribute as when they feel like it. Mm. But that, how does that work for you guys, right? Because, well, I, we've, we've interviewed Red Hat a few times before, but I guess for newer listeners, how does that work for you know, Linux for enterprise, let's say for Red Hat, how does that business model work? Yeah. Now, so for Red Hat, it's now as innovation continues to happen, right? I mean, before I get into that, um, for example, a, a lot of startups in the last 10, 15 years, which they have grown to, you know, very big of who they are, for example, you know, Uber, uh, even Grab, a Malaysian-based company, right? Yep. 
uh, when they started the company, they would have very little access or, or funding to purchase, uh, you know, enterprise software. Mm-hmm. So how and where they tap into is actually towards the open source community um, um, software. Right. Right. Now they can grow. They will. Uh, as part of you know growing a company where they utilize open source uh, uh, community software, there will be a time where they needed you know SLA, which is service level agreement, mm-hmm. right? The the while the innovation continue to happen very fast paced as uh, you know at the community level, but enterprises will always want to make sure that when they deploy uh, enterprise software, uh, it is adhered to enterprise standard in terms of security. Mm in terms of uh, providing uh, uh, you know, the, the 99.9% part of a service level agreement, in terms of the support, in terms of bug fixes, as well as uh, very important, you know, the version, uh, 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 software version that they continue to deploy, right. right? So what Red Hat role here is, Red Hat being, not just being a provider, but we are also um, a big, uh, uh, community, how do I say, a big contributor to the open source community, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we help to identify projects which are okay. important, which teams uh, uh, we can help our organization uh, or enterprises, uh, you know, to help them grow product faster, you know, so and so forth. So we identify those projects and mm. we actually harden, secure that software. Right. And it adhe- adheres to enterprise standard. Okay. And then we provide that software as a subscription to enterprises. So that is what Red Hat uh, business model is. Okay, so can I say that you're curators probably of that of this whole community-based project thing? Yes, we are. We are part of organization that does that. Okay, so let's move on a little bit, lah, because uh, right now everyone is still working from home. Some people are already back to the office and the whole global pandemic of COVID-19 is, is crazy because everyone has to change the way they work and there's a new normal, right? So how, so in my, it's a curiosity that how, how do you guys, you know, adapt to that? How, how did you change to that? Hmm. So as an organization, I think um, working uh, from home, working remotely, has always been part of uh, uh, Red Hat DNA. I think mm. as we, as the company started, as it grows, right, um, we tend to leverage uh, on a lot of brains uh, of people. But you know, physical boundaries has never been concerned with the yep. you know tools that we have nowadays. Yep. So in as part of Red Hat, um, we don't see a big impact to how we work because um, you know as as before the COVID-19 happened, right? Any of us will be given a laptop access uh, and, and a security to make sure that we can add, access, you know, our complete network from anywhere, yep. anytime. So for us, it's, it's, it's not a big change. It's just a matter of now working from home mm-hmm. where you were given more flexibility in terms of how you want to deliver uh, your KPIs, right? Mm. Um, but if I may add, right? All the traditional enterprises where they work in a traditional manner where people need to go back to office. Mm-hmm. So Red Hat, company like Red Hat, it's, we've been asked, you know, how do, how do you do it? So we also are helping a lot of companies and enterprises uh, uh, um, by giving them advice in terms of the, you know, 
in terms of this COVID-19 change on how mm. they work. Mm. So how is it working from home for you, Eric? <laughs> well, initially it was tough, right? I mean, you have, uh, especially myself, I, yeah. I, I have uh, family, my wife and my kids, uh, three kids. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> uh, the youngest one is three and a half years old. So you can imagine hey. it's a boy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Initially it's tough. And you know, we have to take turn to make sure that we attend to the younger one, mm-hmm. make sure the, we set up the facility for them to even go to their you know, virtual classes. Okay. On, on the other hand, um, you know, I got to make sure that we have enough broadband because almost you know, from eight to six, you know, there are easily five, six devices assessing the oh, yeah. whether for work, whether for classes. Yeah. Um, I think the first, the first few weeks was tough. Um, I mean, make sure we are adhering to the new norm. Um, but as we, you know, we are human, we adapt very really well, right? Yep. Uh, as time passes by, it becomes a new norm for us to work from mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly good, right? We also asked our associate earlier on when we have, uh, you know, a call with the, you know, the Malaysian team members. Yep. Um, a lot of feedback saying that it's good because it's flexible. Uh, it's given us a lot more time to spend with our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the flexibility, we can still deliver you know, the KPIs uh, that is required by our company. Right. So I think a lot of people are finding that now, nowadays people are finding a very good balance between productivity and, and you know, and, and having time with the family, right? That's really good at least. And I'm glad la, that, you, that you're finding it. I mean, for me, it's difficult because my bed is right beside my work desk, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the worst. It's so tempting, right? Yeah. Every time you're like, I'm a bit tired, a bit lazy. <laughs> so, so, I guess that's, that, I mean, whatever you mentioned, that applies to everybody, right? Yeah. As long as we, we ourselves are accountable uh, and also responsible of what we needed to do, mm. you know, it, it just comes short, you know, subconscious mind, we just say that, you know, I got to make sure I, I, I do this because I have a timeline and I mm-hmm. promise my customer, my, 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 you know, my colleague or, or my partners that to, you know, get this done for them. Yeah. And, and in fact, you know, um, David, you mentioned about productivity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is very surprising that, uh, you know, lately we have also started engaging um, um, uh, with a lot of our clients, whether they are banking, they are telcos, right? Especially for the back office people, right? Right. A lot of a lot of the customers are saying that during this time, it has proven to the organization that they can allow people to work from home, mm-hmm. and yet productivity increases. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's a very interesting point. I mean, yeah, there is a certain self discipline involved in this, I believe, right? But speaking about your clients, right? How how has they been adapting, you know, what if they need, you know, direct on-site support? Like, you know, what yeah. do you do for them? How do they work with this? Now, so, so when our cases where we require, um, you know, um, our Red Hat associates to go on-site, of mm-hmm. course, we, you know, we have a approval process to make sure that uh, we raise the request, right? Uh, same goes with the client. I think where we are now, most of the things that we needed to do, our support can be done uh, actually virtually already okay. whether yeah um, there were I mean there were only one case um, 
there were only one case where we need to send our engineer on site. And it was also just for a brief half a day, right? Okay. And, and that is because uh, of some policy by the organizer, uh, you know, by our customers. Okay. But other than that, most of our, you know, support, uh, most of our updates are done through, uh, you know, done through uh, uh, virtually or, mm. or online access. And that also coming from the customer perspective, right? Uh, in, the, in the past, you know, they think that for, for engineers to come on, uh, or rather the only way for, for, for vendors to support them is to get the engineers to come on site. Yeah. So with a situation like COVID-19, the CIOs, the, the CSO, will also need to change the, their policy, mm-hmm. right? To make sure that they allow for outside access but yet still adhere to the security policy that they right, have. Right. Right. So so in a nutshell, like, you know, situation as such, it really changes the way a lot of organizations work. Yeah. Uh, and it's a test of their comfort zone. And mm-hmm. it's not so much about I don't want to do it. They have to do it because business will still continue need to continue. That is true. That is true. But it's quite scary for your technicians to actually go on site also, right? When during the beginning of the pandemic, especially. Yeah. Now, fortunately, the technician that went on site, it was during the conditional uh, MCO. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was during the conditional MCO. In fact, uh, we also make sure we make a lot of assessment together with our clients, mm-hmm. uh, as well as adhere to the very strict SOP when, you know, when they went on site. And, and very important, right? The first thing is we also ask our technician whether they are comfortable or not, uh, okay. right? Given that these are the precautions, these are the SOP that uh, both organizations are going to take, right? right? Because we want to make sure that we are talking about people's lives. So, um, yes, that's, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is we can't pause, but we want to make sure that they feel comfortable, mm-hmm. then only we execute it. So, the line of communication between you and the clients has to be has to be there also, right? Obviously, because they definitely have to work with you whether or not you can be on site and things like that. Yes, exactly. I mean, during initially during the strict MCO, mm-hmm. um, there were requests, but we we actually told our client there's no way we can send people uh on site. But mm. of course. By saying that also, we also give our comfort level and also the confidence to client is as long as you allow us to have online access, mm-hmm. we will still be able to support you, um, you know, remotely. Um, yeah, remotely. Yeah, that's, that's actually good. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that that should be the way to go. Then you get instant, instant support straight away you don't have to wait for the person to come and see what's the problem right but it also brings me to a very interesting well not interesting question i'm very curious about what happens to your innovation center in malaysia we don't have an innovation center in malaysia we have one in singapore right but it's basically a cooking bowl for a lot of your clients and your developers to come together to work on something or to work on a project or to get a digital transformation going on in their own organization, right? And that's the whole idea of Innovation Center. So what happens to that now? Since, you know, you can't have a, you can't come to a big meeting space and work on projects together or whatnot, what happens to that? And how do you adapt to that? Well, uh, a very good point that you just touched on. In fact, I, 
uh, in Malaysia, we do have uh, ongoing engagement with mm-hmm. uh, bank yep. in regards to our in- innovation lab. Uh, mm-hmm. Just right before the MCO, I will share with you uh, on, on that story, right? Okay. Now, what happened is we were in the midst of delivering our innovation lab with the banks. Mm-hmm. Um, just right before MCO, we started, uh, we started, we kicked it off. It was actually an eight weeks residency program. Okay. Um, started off uh, at the beginning of February, right? Um, by right, we need to, uh, we're supposed to deliver the whole uh, lab. Uh, by end of March. Okay. So we flew our people in during, uh, 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 you know, beginning of February, did the kickoff and the, how do I say, the progress of the lab continues. Mm-hmm. And when the announcement of the MCO came up, we were actually in the final two weeks of oh, the no. lab. <laughs> right? Um, and the government mentioned that, hey, um, all foreigners are given this window to leave the country and all hotels will have will have to be shut. I don't know whether you remember that period. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a big shock, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a big shock. Even prior to that, when you know when our resources came in, they will also need to be quarantined two weeks, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before mm-hmm. getting to our customer side. So yeah. when when that the the, the the CM, you know, this uh MCO. Said, MCO came it came in, we were down to our last two weeks of deliverable, but our resources has to be Shipped out straight away. Up. That was very I, yeah. sudden as well. The the whole announcement of MCO was actually very sudden and quite exactly. unexpected. You can't see it coming like a few days before until that day, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still remember, right? The day they announced it, I actually I, I actually had a, had a dinner um, with the, you know, with our uh, uh, colleagues. Mm. Um, and we heard about that uh, uh, announcement came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really, it really put a, put in a panic mood, right? Oh, now, yeah. So, so what happened is during that time, right? The first thing here is, uh, of course, we have to inform our customers, mm-hmm. but also our customers also realize there's nothing we can do because this is a government policy. Yeah. So, so uh, what we told our customer here is, yes, it will it will delay some part of the project, mm-hmm. right? But first thing first. Uh, because of that policy, we have to send our colleagues back to their home country. Right. Right. The next day. Um, then once that started down, we actually had a discussion internally. How? What else can we do? Or rather, what are still the deliverables with uh, in the final two weeks, right, mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. the innovation lab? Um, so of course we discussed that and uh, we recalibrated what we needed to done, get it done, and we actually communicate back to our you know our customers. Now both sides, what we agree is that's how you know we are fortunate to be living in this era, right? right. With the uh, video conferencing tool, you know, a whiteboarding tool that we had, uh, both sides agreed to continue mm-hmm. uh, the in, in the last two weeks of the of the innovation lab um, while virtually. Nice. Yes. That- so so yes, uh, it got delayed by about a week, and mm-hmm. both sides also understand the you know. The, the nature of the delay. Yep. Uh, but then we agreed that let's do, uh, uh, let's continue this while virtually. Yep. And we did it. And in fact, we completed our lab engagement. Uh, and our, our customers now is, is, is in the final stage of uh, releasing the application in the coming, you know, perhaps four weeks' time. Mm, that's actually quite good. I mean, 
everyone has to understand that this is a difficult time for everyone, right? And obviously, working together is the way to go. You can't you can't do things alone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I still and- I re- I still remember during the MCO. Before MCO happened, I had dinner plans with my friend and it just had to be cancelled straight away. <laughs> yes, um, I remember the first day of the MCO, I was supposed to meet up with one of the CTO of, uh, of uh, GLC, mm. right? Um, unfortunately, it falls on the first day. So, oh. we wanted to have a video call. <laughs> okay, that still works. Still works. Yeah, that still works. Still works, <laughs> right? Like I said, I think... During the, the first few weeks, it was tough, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. To a lot of uh, our, uh, you know, friends, family, colleagues, customer. We just yeah, don't know what to do. Because you can't um, even go out. Exactly. You can't even go out. Um, but then, thanks to social media, you know, people start talking about, hey, you know, tools like Zoom, Teams, mm-hmm. or any video conference, conferencing tool, and we started using it. And uh, like I said, right, we, we in a, in this situation, it's also our, on our mindset, right? Yep. How do we tweak our mindset to say that this is a new world, yeah. right? And it's really not safe going out there. So what are we going to do to have an open mind to make sure that we, uh, we come to realization mm-hmm. and then change the way we live our life, yep. right? Some people does it faster. For example, most of us in Red Hat, we, we, you know, the change of mindset is quite easy because we are, and most of the time, we are really working uh, a lot of time remotely or any site. Mm-hmm. Um, but to a lot of our customers, which, you know, still on a very brick and mortar type of business, um, it takes a little bit longer. But, you know, look at where we are now. Uh, yeah. We have some of our customers are even saying that making work from home a permanent option. Mm, that's actually quite good, right, for mm-hmm. a lot of people. But... What about now, you know, because now it's RMCO, people are allowed to go out, people are allowed to go back to the office and things like that. So would you still consider, you know, going for to the, uh, having an innovation labs in your client's office or is it still pretty much the same? It's still video conferencing all the way. Yeah. Now, uh, so we, the, the, other, the other banks that we've just spoken about, so um, from Red Hat's perspective, we have delivered the, the labs now customer is at the finest touch of uh, uh, going through uh, uh, pre-production before they go live. Um, in the in the meantime, in end of February, so we also um, manage. We also have another of our customers had contracted with Red Hat on an mm-hmm. innovation lab. Um, now during the MCO, things actually uh, uh, progresses very slowly. So right now, um, what we have as a as a standard offering, right? Our innovation lab can be delivered via a virtual residency. Um, we have um, provided the tools. We have retweaked uh, the way we deliver the lab uh, on a virtual basis. Mm-hmm. Now it depends on the customers, right? In terms of how urgent they are, in terms of the project that they uh, that they had. Now for this uh, particular one that we have won in, in late February. Um, because of MCO, uh, the project where we're supposed to move them to deliver wire lab is also unfortunately got delayed. Mm. Right? Um, it's all about prioritization. Yep. Right? Um, now, the discussion where we had with them is we, have, we still give them two options. 
right whether we can continue the lab wire or whether we can start the lab wire virtual or we can still do it on a you know on a residency now wire residency uh um of course at this moment in time where our borders hasn't opened yet yep. um it's it's definitely not going to be within this coming one or two months which we have to you know monitor how the situation is mm -hmm. uh so the, the the customer realized that right and as long as we provide them the option that if they wish to start now we can mm -hmm. um so so we leave that decision um, with our clients on how uh they want to you know and or want to start the innovation lab with us right but they still have to be cautious you guys still have to be cautious anyway right exactly yeah what yeah. about you know let's go back a little bit into tech lah. okay the mm. the technical bits red hat enterprise uh, linux 8 right what is new with this one because this was launched little late in last year i believe yes right but what's new with this one? Is there any new things that we can expect for 2020 for uh, Red Hat Enterprise Linux 8? Now, I think we spoke a lot about, the market has spoke a lot about cloud computing, mm -hmm. spoke a lot about multi-hybrid cloud uh, uh, strategy, right? Mm -hmm. With the launch of uh, Red Hat Enterprise Linux 8, and now we are at 8.2. Yep. Um, the whole of the uh, principle of the real 8, um, you know, version eight is to make it seamless to to uh, for customer um, in terms of their journey to the hybrid cloud. Mm -hmm. Now, enterprise it uh, or rather, Rail has came a long way, right, in terms of security, reliability, uh, and manageability. And now, what we with the with the hybrid cloud uh, in mind, it makes it the the one platform. That, that powers all of our uh, hybrid cloud capability when it comes to whether it's OpenStack, whether it's uh, OpenShift, whether it's uh, virtualization mm -hmm. that runs on RHEL seamlessly. So what it means is we make RHEL as a foundation uh, uh, operating system that powers the capability that can run on any provider, whether mm -hmm. it is um, you know, um, public cloud, uh, 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 Amazon, Google, Alibaba, just to name a few, whether it's with the local service provider or even back into our customer on-premise. Okay. So that is the design principle of our, you know, our Rail 8 now. Additionally, additionally, when we talk about homogeneous environment, right, mm -hmm. management uh, will become an issue if we don't help to address it. Right. So new um, capability, monitoring capability like uh, Red Hat Insights. Uh, this will give an uh, uh, intelligent management tool that helps our customer to monitor the whole of the real environment, whether it is on-premise, whether it is uh, on the cloud. Mm -hmm. So this is one very key. In fact, most of our customers uh, in the past, uh, we spoke a lot about single operating environment. The Red Hat Insights provided them a lot of, uh, uh, um, how do I say, uh, a lot of uh, uh, monitoring, monitoring capabilities, they can help them to do a lot of pre-planning mm. as well as uh, the, how do I put it, as well as the proactive updates to the whole infrastructure that they, mm -hmm. they deploy. So no. Red Hat Insights is technically your machine learning platform, right? If I assume correctly? Yes. Yeah. So, 
Okay, so, so what about, you know, because um, some companies may be, you know, having a budget problem and they still, at this point, they still don't know how to move to a digital space, right? Because mm-hmm. working from home is, is very necessary for everyone now. But there are still some businesses that are still a bit confused. So moving towards 2021 and even proceeding in 2020, you know, what, what kind of advice should you, should, would you give to SMEs maybe who are still interested to go into the digital space so that they can work from home and you know, to move things to a more digital workspace? So what, what kind of advice would you have for them? I think um, the first advice is, is not an option, right? Mm. SMEs or any organization will have to move into digital space. Yep. And, as, as, and as evident in this COVID-19, right, uh, where brick and mortar business took a, a very bad hit, e-commerce, mm. uh, uh, people who has presence in e-commerce much earlier, their businesses takes a big zoom. Whether yeah. big corporation, <laughs> whether even to mom and pop shop, people who just sell cake, yeah. they are, you know, not they are, their businesses, they can't cope with their business because the, the demand just come, you know, it's just, oh, uh, it's just, how do I say, the, the account, the amount of business they're getting on online channel, is just amazing. Oh, right? yeah. So the advice is, is it's not an option, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it is a must do right now. How do you make sure that, you know, your whole of your supply chain are, are, are being done at your fingertip mm-hmm. via mission. How do you make sure that your engagement with your customer are, are p- putting priority on online channel will be the main priority for now? How do you make sure that the customer experience when they, you know, when they do interaction with your organization, whether it is inquiry, whether it is uh, a transaction, how do you make sure that it's seamless? Mm. And that's, for you know, for company like Red Hat and a lot of technology company, right? The technology portion is is probably one of the least of the concern mm-hmm. because now you just open up, ask people. Um, there are so many tools that can help organization as an yeah, that is true. Yes, the question is change of mindset mm-hmm. and make sure that they align their organization to say that this is not a choice. We have to embark on digitization of our company. Now there are a lot of ways we can start, whether it's from internal, whether it's from external. Um, that will, you know, that's where company like Red Hat can give a more detailed uh, uh, advice as uh, you know, as we understand the nature of the business. Right. I mean, for mom and pop shops, the easiest, the well, at least the more obvious way is to go online and start selling your stuff online. Right. I'm pretty sure. You've bought stuff online for the past few months. We've been spending all our money online anyway on Shopee, Lazada. I think yeah. that's the first way to go, right? Mm. It is. I mean, just take just take my household is concerned. Mm. Um, I have, I I will have package delivered to my house, actually almost every other day. If it's not oh my day. gosh! <laughs> yeah, right. So so a skill like for my pop shop, I think now they are. Uh, uh, companies out there, uh, even service provider that can provide a whole package, whether it is from banks, whether it's from telco, they mm. can help them to, you know, digitize their business and, and help them to build a presence uh, online. Yep. Um, so that's, for me, that's 
already given. So just imagine one PubShot are able to do that, right? As compared to SMI SME, where they already have got the traditional business model. Mm -hmm. um, to, to take their business online is really not a difficult task at all. But it's just to make sure to realign the strategy to make sure they put the right people to retrain the skills of some of the people uh, to be able to handle the uh, online channel. Right. So it's a mindset. La. It's a lot of mindset. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that is all the time we have with Eric today. Uh, this is all the time we have for Tech and Tonic Special today. And if you want to know more about going digital uh, and about Red Hat, you can reach out to us and we will try to answer your questions. Obviously, we can't answer everything, so give us some time. But anyway, thank you for listening in. Thank you, Eric, for being here. And yeah, we hope to see you again. We hope to hear from you again soon, maybe. We can talk maybe after the MCO, lah, right? After, yeah. after this whole global pandemic is put behind us, maybe Red Hat will be one of the, one of the people who contributed to the founding of the vaccine, you know? We wouldn't know. Then we'll yes. about it right but that is all the time we have for today thank you for listening in if you have any comments you have any feedback please do reach out to us on our social media we are tech and tv across the channel and even you can visit us on our website and even email us if you really want thank you everyone we will see you in the next podcast bye bye, bye. thank you bye